what, you're going to have fear when you try to do something bigger than you think you can do. But we need people to step out of their comfort zones, to be uniquely bigger, to do the things that are really tugging in their heart that will move society and humankind forward. Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Are you looking for another great podcast? So if you're recovering from burnout, you're starting to learn your self-worth, you want to negotiate for higher salary and become a financially free PA, a great podcast to tune into is called The PA Is In. It's hosted by Tracy Bingaman, who is such a lovely human and has taught me so much as a PA. It's a podcast by PAs for PAs, where boundaries reign and common sense is making a comeback. You'll hear from thought leaders in medicine about legislative updates, optimal team practice, and how to heal as a whole person. Be sure to add the PA is in to your queue and tune in to the latest episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This week on the podcast, I want to share with you a few things that I've newly learned through a book that I'm reading called Playing Big by Tara Moore. Last name is spelled M-O-H-R. It's a phenomenal book. I highly recommend it. I am not all the way through it yet, but from what I've read so far, it has truly impacted the way I am thinking about things. So I want to share with you two things that I've learned from the book. In one of her chapters, she talks about fear. And it's interesting. She quotes actually another book in her book. She says she was reading a book called Be Still and Get Going by Rabbi Alan Liu. And he described that the Hebrew Bible uses two different words for fear. The first word is called pahad. And Pahad is the overreactive, irrational fear that stems from worries about what could happen or about the worst case scenarios we imagine. So just think about how many times during the day you go into Pahad or what I'm going to call amygdala fear. So 
how many times a day do you go into what is the amygdala fear, the reptilian response of your body, putting you into fight or flight, worried about the future? I don't know how many times a day I think I might have cancer, or I think what would happen if I lost my job, or what would happen if I got in a car accident, or what would happen if my kids got hurt, or what would happen if my husband got hurt? I can go down that road almost all day, every day. And one of the shifts I have made over time is number one, recognizing when I'm there. And number two, recognizing that over the 45 years of my life, the things that I have worried about have not come to fruition. Things that I have never worried about have come in and sideswiped me. And I've always been able to handle them either by myself or with the support of those around me. That's really comforting to me. And it was a big shift in how I handle my worry. And I really do try to recognize when I'm in that amygdala worry center and trying to switch my thinking into something else when I'm there, because I know that basically that is just draining me of energy. What was interesting to me was that there's another type of fear that this rabbi talks about that's in the Hebrew Bible. The second word for fear used is called yurah. And yurah actually has three different meanings. It is the feeling that overcomes us when we inhabit a larger space than we are used to. It is the feeling we experience when we suddenly come into possession of considerably more energy than we had before. It is what we feel when we are in the presence of the divine. The difference between these two types of fears is startling to me. And the fact that she points this out in this book really helps with understanding fear just a little bit better. This book is about stepping into your power and empowering yourself to live big, do bigger things in your life that maybe you think you can't do. Being able to recognize where your fear is coming from is important because she says we want to actually embrace Yura. Yura will lead us to our life's path. It will help us embody where we would like to be and where we would like to go on our human path. She says you can respond differently to Pachad and Yura only if you know which you are feeling. Well, how do you tell the difference? She says for many women, both Pachad and Yura bring a heightened sense of alertness, adrenaline, and a kind of, I'm out of my comfort zone, nervous feeling. But there are subtle ways to know which you are feeling. For many women, pahad, or the amygdala fear, comes with a physical sense of contraction and tenseness, while yura brings more of a spacious, fluid-type feeling into the body. Let's just think about this. Let's just say I'm noticing a mole on my skin and I'm going, oh my gosh, I work in melanoma surgery. I'm going to have melanoma. Oh my gosh, I'm going to need a sudden lymph node. Right? That's by far amygdala trying to predict the future. Pahad. Okay. Let's think about me putting together a wellness workshop where I'm thinking, well, what if nobody attends? Well, what if I make a fool out of myself? What if I'm an imposter and I don't know enough about wellness to teach a workshop? That's very different fear. I hope you all can see the difference between how fast I was going 
when I was in the amygdala fear and how slow I was going when I was in the expansiveness of Yura or uh, an expansive fear. That's very different. And when we can notice the difference in these fears, we can then take pahad or the amygdala fear and quiet it. When we're in and when we're recognizing that we're in Yura, we can embrace it and say, oh, this is a space I want to be. This is leading me down my path. Why don't I walk through this a little bit more? And Tara Moore is a phenomenal coach and she helps her clients walk through these. And she gives stories in the book about how people walk through their fears and how she helped them recognize what type of fear it was and how they could walk through that. So I really enjoyed this point because no matter what, you're going to have fear when you try to do something bigger than you think you can do. But we need people to step out of their comfort zones, to be uniquely bigger, to do the things that are really tugging in their heart that will move society and humankind forward. But it can be really difficult to do that. And noticing whether your fear is just keeping you small or whether your fear is stealing your energy, that's important. When I have a sense of yura, I don't feel like my energy is draining. I feel like I'm getting more energy. So just a really amazing way to classify fear and see where it's coming from so that some of it you can dismiss and some of it you can work with. I think that was a really important point. The next thing in this book that I want to talk about is criticism. So she talks a lot about criticism and unhooking yourself from criticism and actually praise also. For whatever reason, when she talked about criticism, this really hit home for me. And so I wanted to share it. She said, criticism hurts when it mirrors what we already believe about ourselves. She says, think back to a time in your life where you got criticized and it really hurt you. It hurts you so much that now as an adult, you can easily bring up this memory. For me, this entails getting criticized for my intelligence, meaning somebody would criticize or say that I wasn't smart. And those would always land for me because I thought I wasn't smart. There was a landing pad for that critical arrow to land on and get stuck in. So when I heard criticisms about my intelligence, I believed them. They hurt. That arrow stuck. I am sure that I got many more criticisms about things I didn't think were true about myself that didn't stick. Tara, the author in the book, gives an example of getting criticisms about being disorganized. And she said, I know I'm not disorganized. So those criticisms didn't stay with her. If they don't have a place to land, they don't stick. This is an incredibly interesting point because if you receive a criticism and it really hurts and it really sticks with you, that can point 
to where your self-limiting beliefs are lying in your subconscious. I didn't know that it was irregular to feel like the stupidest person in the room. That's just how I always felt. But realizing that that was a deep, deep fear inside of me, that helped me look at it and combat it. All the stories in my head about how dumb I was. Well, is there anything that goes against that? Is there anything that can prove this to be untrue? And that was something I had to walk through time and time again, and I still battle it. I'm just wondering what your landing pad is, where those arrows stick, because that's really a place you can look in and help yourself heal. On the flip side of this, when I was extrapolating this from the book, I think that having a landing pad for compliments is very similar or praise, meaning that when I was praised for my intelligence, that arrow landed in that same pad and I hung on to it and I wanted more. So if you continually seek praise about something about yourself, look really hard there because there is a landing pad where that praise is sticking. And that landing pad can point us to where we feel inadequate or where we feel lesser than, and we can look hard at it. So I think this comes out in both ways. Not only will the criticism stick, but continually wanting praise in one area of your life is where those arrows stick also. I can't recommend this book enough because I just always learn new things, new ways of looking at my life and learning how to walk through what limits me. What are my stumbling blocks? Where can I grow? Where can I release myself so that I can play big, that I can do bigger and better things in the world? Truly amazing book, Playing Big by Tara Moore. As I learn and grow on my path of healing burnout and healing myself I always hope that these tips help and can point you in the direction to further look at where you can do some work or grow, or maybe it just gives you a new definition of fear so that you can realize, I don't need to be afraid of this, or this is a completely irrational fear. Where is the fear coming from? Is it draining your energy or is it giving you energy? Look at where criticism and praise sticks. These are amazing, poignant pieces of information that can help you and help your brain move forward and conquer those fears, stretch yourself and get out of your comfort zone and play bigger. I love y'all so much. Go play bigger. I'll see you back here next week. No matter how hard I try, I still have stress in my life. And I know this translates into inflammation in my body at the cellular level. This oxidative stress ages my cells far faster than the years I've actually been on this earth. So to combat this, I take a little yellow activator. It's five all natural ingredients in pill form that when combined together have a synergistic effect that help reduce the amount of oxidative stress on your cells by an average of 40% in 30 days. 
I was skeptical when I heard this, but this research was reproduced by Harvard, Ohio State, and others. I have been taking this for over a year now and have noticed increased energy, improved sleep, less aches and pains, and it takes me less time to recover from activities I don't do every day, so when we go skiing, I'm not as sore. I'm not recommending these supplements as a medical provider. I'm recommending these as a person who has seen great results and that hopes you may have improved health also. Please do your research and check with your medical provider prior to starting any supplementation. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review, and also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.